Hey church, welcome to Beyond Sunday, our second week in the book of James. I have Becky Fitch uh, with me and Steve Ingold. Becky was able to preach in Livermore. Steve, you're in Danville. Mm-hmm. Matt also preached in Hayward. And uh, I think he did a great job, but I wasn't there. I wasn't <laughs> either. I was in Danville. It was good feedback. Um, so this week, uh, we're in the second half of the first chapter of James. Mm-hmm. And uh, you all were talking about um, being doers mm-hmm. of the word instead of just listeners or hearers or just studying the word, but mm-hmm. actually doing what the Bible says or doing what Jesus says mm-hmm. um, for us to do. Have you ever, um, like, do you have experience with people who are, they're very intent on studying and knowing the word of God, but then they struggle to go beyond that? Because I have a, had a couple people in my life who that is part of their story and part of their journey um, where they're, they're so intent on what, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books. Mm. Um, and I actually had to counsel one guy before because he was so busy doing that in coffee shops. He wouldn't come home after work and his mm. family was really struggling and falling apart. Like this is a real thing. Mm. And I think it fits mm-hmm. with the context of who James was writing to, as you guys got into a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I've also been in a home where they have scripture, like all over the walls, mm-hmm. but then nothing about the spirit of that home represents any of those scriptures. Okay. And so those are the first couple things I thought of when, as I was listening to you both, because mm-hmm. um, it's a thing. And I think sometimes we fall into that trap too, especially with the job that we have mm-hmm. where we study a lot um, and can stop there. Yeah. Yeah. I know that has been something that I've had to wrestle with growing up in the church and in a home where you're at church every Sunday, you're at church every Wednesday. Um, I was homeschooled, so I'm doing classes that revolve around the Bible and knowing the Bible. And so I knew all the songs that you sing to memorize the books of the Bible and mm-hmm. concepts of the Bible and memorizing scripture and all this kind of stuff. And so there was a lot I knew of the Bible. I was like a champion sword driller. You know what that mm-hmm. is where it's like no. find this verse and then and then it's like a youth it's a, such a midwest wait, youth group. Wait, why did you call it a sword drill? It's called a because so- the sword the Bible is your sword. This is getting real homeschool nerdy. The Bible is your sword this of the spirit, good. and so it's called a, a sword drill. Well, they'll say, look up Galatians one twenty six, and so the first person to get to Galatians <laughs> one twenty six and read it gets a point, and then whoever has the most points that they win. I like won like seven goldfish okay. growing up because that was the prize for live so <laughs> much makes sense now so okay so we had some we didn't call it sword driller sword we had drill. the little like buzzers on your seats yeah we weren't that that uh fancy uh, in, the, like in the midwest in, in your homeschool no i went to Did church you, with other people like i didn't go to school with other, whatever <laughs> anyways that was fun. We did that one. Oh, Why did you have a buzzer down on no, your No, it was like, seat. so when you stood up, they knew when you stood up. Oh, I see. That makes sense. What was the point of you saying all that, though? You knew all the things. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was saying, like, and so I got into this having this desire to have knowledge of the Bible and mm-hmm. be the best at knowing this or doing that. But it wasn't until later where I realized there wasn't life connection to that. There wasn't change and behavior connection to all of these things I knew and memorized and could do really well, mm-hmm. but it didn't actually impact how I lived my life. And that I think is the heart of James's message is, mm-hmm. you know, knowing isn't what leads to spiritual growth and to faith growth. It's actually doing what you hear and what you um, listen to and applying that in life. Mm-hmm. There, there was a point that you brought up as we were studying, you kind of brought this to our group and said, mm-hmm. like, this is something I really want to land on and you spent some time in in your message Mm -hmm. and so did Matt and I but that whole concept of the people who knew the most Mm -hmm. in Jesus's day that knew the most about law and knew the most about scripture and Mm -hmm. knew the most about Torah were the same people who killed him Mm -hmm. who crucified him 
which is so interesting that they cared so much more about what they knew and they missed the heart of Jesus and missed mm-hmm. what was right in front of them. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated the, the work you went to with that. But, mm-hmm. but I also, um, I think there's, knowing the word and understanding the word is not bad. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be clear right. on that. It's, a it's very, necessary. It's very good. Yeah. Yes. But if it stops there mm-hmm. and it just becomes more of a, I think it can be a stumbling block for some people sometimes mm-hmm. too because it becomes such a, uh, like they want to make sure everything aligns with the word of God and they miss the heart of God, mm-hmm. um, which I do sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, I don't know what, what Jesus would feel about this. Yeah. Well, it can paralyze you sometimes because it is confusing at times what mm-hmm. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could, you could dig into it so much and you just, you struggle to get clarity. Okay. What well, then what am I, is it mm-hmm. this or is it that? Because it seems to say two different things and pretty soon all you're doing is studying and you can get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. But then there's another type of person who um, they're a doer of the word, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, I do what the Bible says to do. And they're kind of black and white around, like, if the Bible says X, I do X mm-hmm. without nuance to maybe what what the rest of Scripture is saying. Or they're mm-hmm. just taking one verse at a time. And so when I read this passage in James, I actually thought of that and I get a little bit concerned because I'm like, okay, is this giving off that impression to people mm-hmm. of if you read a verse, just go do that verse mm-hmm. when there's that, I don't know, there's mm-hmm. a lot more going on in scripture usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some tension there. I think there, when people say one thing that's very important is scripture has to be interpreted mm-hmm. no matter what. If we didn't interpret scripture, then everyone would be walking around missing their right eye and their right hand because Jesus is like, if that causes you to sin, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. pluck it out and chop it off, mm-hmm. which that would be not interpreting the text. So we mm-hmm. interpret that. There's a lot of things that we have to interpret and look at the fact that this was written to specific people by a specific person at a certain time in history mm-hmm. that were in a certain cultural context. And so we have to understand who who this is coming across to. Like even James, the fact that we're saying that we made it a point to say this is written to believers, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. And I think a lot of times Christians go, well, the Bible says and we project that on non-Christians, mm-hmm. it's not written to them. Yeah, Like, that's crazy. That's like me calling up my neighbor and saying, hey, can you tell your kids to go to sleep now? It's past their bedtime. Like, I don't make those rules for them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but I think the the biggest thing with, within all of this is we can't miss, when we interpret Scripture, we, when we read Scripture and we interpret Scripture, we can't miss the heart of Jesus mm-hmm. on either side of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, reading the words or doing the words like what is Jesus's intention for us and Jesus's intention for the world Mm -hmm. that's where it gets to how does this really take take shape in our lives Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. my opinion Mm -hmm. and I don't even know if James is talking James isn't talking about the Bible as we know it as we have it because a lot of the Bible Mm -hmm. that we have wasn't even written yet Mm -hmm. and so when he says listening to the word I mean I think it it, it is including scripture but Mm -hmm. it's also including the whole heart and message of Jesus Mm -hmm. that's been given to us that's been spoken to us um, he's not necessarily only saying the the Bible, mm-hmm. like reading the Bible as we mm-hmm. know right. it today. Yeah, I think uh, he's pointing back to um, to what Jesus said uh, a couple places in the Gospels where he says, um, those who just hear my words, don't just hear my words, but actually do my words. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is using that in the context of what he's saying and, and the message he's bringing. Um, and so I think James... Um, yeah, it's definitely not just talking about just the Bible, how we have it 2,000 years later, because mm-hmm. there was parts of our Bible currently that, yeah, weren't written then, but he's talking about kind of what you said mm-hmm. with 
the full message of the heart of Jesus and and um, and what he's trying to uh, the the lifestyle he's trying to get his followers to live as a result of hmm. scripture and law, but also what he spoke and taught and how he lived. Yeah, yeah, we have to understand those things when we look at any scripture, and you just that's again goes back to when it was written, who it was written mm-hmm. to. But the the I love that you just brought up Jesus because we both talked about things that Jesus said mm-hmm. toward the end of our messages mm-hmm. and it goes back like James seems like the younger brother that's just like hey did you hear what my brother said he's on repeat yeah I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you what my brother said and I'm gonna <laughs> say it a little different but this is what my brother said because he does that throughout yeah. this book and this is one of the main things like uh, I think you reference Luke 6 mm-hmm. right and I talk about the end of the Sermon on the Mount like Jesus said don't just merely listen to the word mm-hmm. do what I'm saying mm-hmm. and that's gonna reap a different reward or different benefit or different blessing even mm-hmm. for you I think the world and and even a lot of Christians who some of which don't even go to church anymore have this frustration with the church that James is giving voice to hmm. of, you know, we come on Sunday and we, we listen and then we just kind of go back to how life is mm-hmm. and Christians get frustrated with that mm-hmm. and even unplug from church because like this is I don't think this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think people who don't follow Christ even they want the church to be this. Like they, mm-hmm. they want the church to be more than just mm-hmm. listening to a sermon and then going back to, to, to life. But to live this stuff out mm-hmm. um, is a deep desire that I think everyone has and gets frustrated with when we don't do it because we don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think too that's even like when James writes about getting rid of all the moral filth and like getting rid of all those. It's like get rid of that old self mm-hmm. because when you when you're a part of this, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you be, you're a different person, you're a different human being, you're a different creation when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. when you're a part of this group. And I think that's, mm-hmm. if the world saw that from the church, which yeah. I think a lot of people are doing a great job of this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some people aren't. If the world saw this consistently from the church, it would, like, they would be envious of what we, of what we have. Mm-hmm. Like they would, it would just change the landscape of how ch- people view our faith mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we skipped over I think Steve you touched on it a little bit in Danville but we we mostly skipped over the verses right before mm-hmm. where James instructs us to be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger mm-hmm. um, which are I mean in any phase of life whether you're parenting whether you're a spouse and you're working on your marriage whether you're trying to be a good employee trying mm-hmm. to be a good boss whatever you're doing this advice is phenomenal Mm -hmm. and it absolutely works, but it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Like it goes against our nature. It goes against our instincts. Well, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive either. Like if you're quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry, like those kind of all go in the same. Mm -hmm. They're part of the same package. Yeah. So it's not like, I gotta be, I gotta work on being quicker to listen. Well, if you do that, then all these other things are going to follow, follow Mm -hmm. suit. Mm -hmm. And ever since studying James, I've started like really trying to identify in the moments with my son and with my wife specifically when mm-hmm. I'm, or even with people that I work with mm-hmm. that, uh, just kidding, um, where it's just like to be quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm someone who, even as we were doing this, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to say next. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially in high And that's our culture. Our whole culture right. is yeah. not a listening culture at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just go on social media. Like zero people are listening Mm -hmm. to anyone. Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. But that's and that's the thing. Heightened situations where where there's like some tension and maybe some animosity even. Mm -hmm. Like 
you are not like I'm gonna listen. No, gonna you're just rehearsing what I'm you want to say ready. next. Yeah, uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. And listening, like listening, isn't just it's not just waiting and hearing. Right. It's it's taking the time to like really try to figure out and understand what someone is trying to say, mm -hmm. even if the words aren't coming out right. Like what is what's the heart behind what mm -hmm. they're feeling and what's going on like that's i don't want to do that that's a lot of work mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, it just takes time mm -hmm. I, I think he's saying more than just like let them finish talking mm -hmm. like i think he's saying actually you have to ask a few follow-up questions and really get to the bottom of mm -hmm. what are they truly trying to communicate before mm -hmm. you try Attack. to get across what you're yeah. trying to communicate yeah and this is really i feel like i've been having forced to learn how to do this with having a three-year-old because they can't always verbally verbally communicate or articulate mm -hmm. what they're trying to get across or it comes out slowly or they're stutters and I'm like oh mm -hmm. my gosh just say what you're trying to say and but you have to realize like no I have to look kind of past what he's what he's even trying to do and look at okay what's his heart what's he trying to communicate what's the frustration what's the tension mm -hmm. point here um but when I do that I have more grace for him. I have more understanding. I have more love. When I don't do that is when I get angry or I get frustrated mm -hmm. and, and, and I just kind of attack and, mm -hmm. you know, verbally mm -hmm. like, oh, and get, and, and have that, that anger come out. And so, um, I think putting ourselves in situations where we can, uh, like test ourselves and give mm -hmm. us opportunities to like, okay, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to practice this. I'm going into this opportunity, this situation or this conversation and I'm intentionally going to practice what James says here, being, being quick to listen and slow to speak. And, uh, because it's not a natural inclination, at least not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's even like Jericho always says, he'll ask me something like, Hey, are we going to grandma and grandpa's house today? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> are we? Yes. Wait, are we going to go? Yes. And so much of me, I'm like, how many times do you want uh -huh. me to answer this yeah. question? But I think about when you said follow-up questions, there's so many times where I'm talking to someone and I'm confused by what they're saying and I just get frustrated with them mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're not being clear with me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm frustrated with them because they're not helping me understand, mm -hmm. which makes total sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's the follow-up questions, getting to the heart of what they're trying to communicate, mm -hmm. regardless of who it is. That's Or regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. Right. That's what we want to focus on, mm -hmm. but like even getting past that and being like, okay, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Like, what you feel is what you feel, mm -hmm. and am I understanding that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really hard to do because mm -hmm. I want to tell people they're wrong, like really quickly. Yeah, I want to get right to that. Yeah, but James doesn't put those kinds of parameters or exceptions to these mm -hmm. instructions. It's mm -hmm. not like, well, be quick to listen as long as you like agree with what someone's saying, mm -hmm. or you know, be slow to anger as long as the person's in the right and you guys are on the same page. No, mm -hmm. he's like, no, that's in any situation, um, be slow to anger because, and I think you have to include the rest of that verse is, is because anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And that's kind of the heart of what James is mm -hmm. getting at is, he, hey, I'm about producing something in the life of the believers. Why I'm writing this book even is so that you would actually understand what God is asking of you and the lifestyle, the change that is supposed to be produced in your life as a result of following Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's important to remember too. I, I think, I like that you just finished that verse for us. I think the beginning of that verse is important too because he starts, again, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I think we need to take note of is this is specifically true. Like James would say, for us as a church, mm -hmm. imploring us mm -hmm. with one another mm -hmm. to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm -hmm. 
which again go to social media go to anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as soon as someone doesn't agree with me i don't care where they're from mm-hmm. like if i go to church with them like, like i'm quick to write people off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so I think as a church, if we mm-hmm. really leaned into this, we would we would be wise to take James' words to heart and say, as a church, mm-hmm. with one another, mm-hmm. if you want to produce the fruit that looks like the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. then here's what here's what it means to go through life with these people. Mm-hmm. So, just a point of clarification: slow to speak doesn't necessarily mean you speak slowly. Yes. <laughs> oh, those people are so irritating. Yeah, I, I, have, get, I'm, I have a hard time with I'm slow quick, talkers. I'm quick to anger with slow talkers. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> like, I think what? It, Come on. I think it means like you don't like have to say something right away. Right. But then when you do think say about it, you can talk you fast. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, talk when fast. When you do speak. Like talk absurdly fast so we can get on to whatever is more important. <laughs> so then I, can, then I can talk quicker. So I can say what I need to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he means. Yeah, you, 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 you got it. Um, well, I'm really excited about this series. I mm-hmm. think it's there's so much more that James has James has for us mm-hmm. as we get through this book. Well, next week, next week we get to learn. We're gonna look at James two one through thirteen. Mm-hmm. Billy's preaching in Livermore, and I'm in Brentwood, and we get to talk about favoritism. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that, as I was reading that, I'm as a pastor, and just as a follower of Jesus, I'm I'm already super convicted of. I don't know if I'm secure enough to share it with everyone next week, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but I am so convicted of mm-hmm. of what James wrote. I can't wait to hear what that is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be in Brentwood. I'll, I'll so. be quick to listen. I'll be quick to listen <laughs> yeah. to that one. Uh-huh. I bet you will. I might that, drive out to Brentwood. Yeah, I was just say, I'm going to Brentwood. <laughs> check that one out. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, thanks everyone for joining us and I uh, will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.